0: Let's open our Bibles, 1 John chapter, no, no, Romans chapter 15, sorry, got mixed up myself there, Romans chapter 15, and I wanted to talk about hope, is what I want to talk about, and because like I said, we all need hope, and, but, but we, I want to define it a little bit because, because hope is a, is a big word. How many of you have friends that are named Hope? Anybody have, you know, somebody who's named Hope, and, and we use that word a lot. But, but it, it has different definitions, and I think we need to understand that as Christians, uh, that there are different definitions. The first one is probably the most common in our world today, right? It's just, it's kind of like wishful thinking. That's what hope is. You know, I, I, I hope she likes me, right? Uh, you know, I hope... I hope I can make a lot of money, you know, on that thing I bought at the yard sale. I, I, I hope that, you know, this happens or that happens. You know, we, we kind of, it's just hope, it's a wishful thinking that it might, might, it might or it might not happen. It's just a hope. I hope it does. The Bible is very, very different. When we see the word hope in the Bible, it's very, very different. It's, it's more of a rock-solid kind of thing. In fact, the best way to, de- to, to uh, define it is, is confident expectation. I found this definition. And I really like this. It says, but in the Bible, hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised, and its strength is in His faithfulness. You see, God has made a lot of promises, and the Bible is full of the promises of God. And that's, what, that's where our hope is. in in what god has promised and in his power to fulfill his promises and of course his faithfulness so that that's a very very uh incredible uh difference between just like wishful thinking well god might do this and no what if god says he's going to do it guess what he is going to do it and so for you and i i've got i've got a bible hope maybe we need to you know differentiate even in the way we we talk about i've got a bible hope and the bible hopes not like the world hope the fact of the matter is that that hope is needed today good news is needed today more than ever before i think in my my whole lifetime i'm coming up to 45 years it'll be on the first of september 45 years ago i i gave my heart and my life to jesus and 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 but but the world has never been like what it is today, in all the years of my life. I'm, you know, I'm uh, I'm 53 now, and uh, wait a minute, is that is that right? <laughs> yeah, it was like three when I became a Christian. No, I'm 65. I'm going to be 66 in November. And, and I, I've never seen the world like it has been in the last, you know, let's say 18 months. The stuff that is going on now, and even in the last two weeks, you know, uh, I'm not going to get political on you, but listen, folks, what's going on in Afghanistan right now? This is, this is not going to be over in a, a day or two. The, the stuff that's going on in, in Iran the in the in the in the world and, and and how that affects the nation of israel who we support who we are are you know 100 behind but but right here at home what what about what's going on in our world here at home it's like insane philosophies are being put forth insane they're they're just insane it's like the i've said this before it's like the emperor the Emperor's New Clothes, you know, the, you know the, the story. In fact, I was on the highway last night, driving down the road. I saw some uh, police lights on the, on the side of the road. And, you know, everybody slows down when you see that. And, and I look, you know, we got by and looked and there was a guy on the side of the road and it looked like he was wrapped, sort of half wrapped in a curtain. And I think he probably didn't have anything else on. And I'm going, wow, that's, that's really strange. But, but what's going on in our world is strange today? And, for, and, and people accepting some of these strange and weird philosophies. I don't even need to tell you what they are. I mean, if you've been, you know, breathing and standing upright, you can see some of the things that are going on here. They're not based in reality. They're absolutely not based in science. add to add to all that the, the division that we see in our in our country is is it's overwhelming the the fighting that is, is going on amongst ourselves it's never been like this in my lifetime i feel like just a kid but i you know if you're 65 you're not a kid anymore i guess you have to face the reality of that but 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 it's like this something's going on here folks this is real the viruses, the, the fires that are taking place. Uh, you, you might add hurricanes. I know there's one coming, coming and Chris prayed for you know, the folks down south. Uh, there's always been hurricanes. I, I get that. I, I know that. But, but something about what's going on, on in our world today is, is way beyond the norm. Way beyond the norm. And, and so for you and I to have a message of hope... In fact, you know, the, the weird thing, that definition that I have there, this is the, I, this is the weird thing about it. I found that, uh, I, you know, I just did a search for a definition of hope, and I found that, and, and it came up uh, in, a, in a website from 1952. And, and some of you are going to, like, go, wow, that's weird. But it came up in, in this website, in the, the paper, with the Ecumenical Review, and it was actually from the World Council of Churches. But, but when you read like, what they're talking about this they, had this, they had this fight that was going on. Well, because the, 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 the theme of their conference for that year was hope. And they had this fight like, well, we can't talk about you know, like end times. We can't talk about you know, things that are coming because some of our churches don't follow that. And, and if you know anything about the World Council of Churches, it's mostly all liberal, it's mostly all, you know, not biblical, and mostly all kinds of weird stuff. I, I don't think it was as weird back then as it is today. Today, just forget it. It's like, and in fact, I just heard over at uh, at Harvard, uh, how many of you heard this, that the uh, the head chaplain at Harvard now is an atheist, okay, and he's going to guide all the other chaplains, okay. Okay. Well, you know, this is the kind of thing that, that is going on. And, and, and so for, for us to know that we have a message of hope, and, and, and that's what they said there at that conference, we have a message of hope and we need to get that message out. That's why we have a festival of hope, right? We want people to know hope. But, but again, it's this differentiation between the wishful thinking kind of worldly hope and hope that is actual, uh, that something, this is going to happen. This is my hope, and I'm basing you know, my life, and, and, and I've given my life over to Jesus Christ, and I've got a, a rock-solid solid hope, and it, and it doesn't come from the society. It, I mean, you should know by now, it does not come from politics. Are government giving you hope? What kind of hope is, are they giving you? Where do we find our hope? The title of my message is A Framework of Hope, and I find it in this verse here in the book of Romans. You don't typically think of hope, but there are a lot, lots of uses of the word hope in the book of Romans. But this is the verse here. Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with, with what? With hope. I didn't hear you. What did you say? Hope. hope. With hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, the, the hope that we're talking about, this is a God kind of hope. This is a Bible hope. This is something that the world does not have. This is, this is something that you and I as believers have. And, and, and we need to understand it. We need to, we need to be on fire that I've got this confident expectation of what God has promised and that He's faithful and He will fulfill everything that he has promised do you have that inside of you Do you have that kind of hope that you can say man you know the world is going to hell in a handbasket if I can use that phrase Uh, Justin and I were up in the attic the other day and you know what it was so hot up there (laughs) you took the words out of my mouth it was hot and and you know what the world around us is is not on a good trajectory but you and i we are on a different different path a different trajectory and we can we can let people know that that you know we have a god that gives us hope and he has made these promises he's the god of hope he gives us hope this is real hope this is not wishful thinking well maybe you know maybe things are going to get better And you know, maybe, maybe the government is going to get their act together and take care of all of us. Oh, well, you know, maybe, you know, uh, I, I'm going to get a raise at work, and, and, and then I'm going to be able to buy all the stuff that I want to buy. It just goes on and on. But God says, listen, I, I've got a hope for you that is way beyond all the stuff that's here. This, this is all that's, This is all like... Nothing compared to what he's promised. And it's based, it's based on his word and his promises. We sang, we're, we're, Did we sing that song, His Promises, or are we going to sing it? Okay. Not yet. We're going to sing that. We're going to finish with that song. Based on his promises and his word. Because he's the author of hope, you see. And, and, and without him, there is no true hope. There really isn't any true hope without the God of hope. That's filling us. And it says there in that verse that that He's filling us with joy and peace. And and you know what? Apart from hope, uh, what what kind of joy and peace do we have? It says that He'll fill us with that. And the the word means to fill us to the very top. And it it comes from Him, and and it says by His Holy Spirit. But the question that that I, I wondered about as I looked at that how do we get that? How, does, how do we appropriate that hope? What does it say there? Inductive Bible study says that you look at the words and you see what they say and then you ask the questions. Well, if, if the God of hope is going to fill me with all joy and peace, how does that happen? What does it say there? As you trust in Him. So it's that, it's that trusting and that word trust is, is, is the word for believe where we put our trust, we believe in Him, we trust Him. I I say it over and over again because I I know it in my own life where God says, will you just trust me? Will you just trust me? He asks us again and again. You see, because things are not as we see. It's not everything that you can see, but, but, but for us to trust Him, that He knows what He's doing, that He's working things out. Romans chapter 8, it says this, that, that, that we who have the first fruits of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which he talks about here in verse, verse 13, chapter 15, says we groan inwardly as we await eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. We're kind of groaning like we, we want to see it happen. We want it... To come, We want it to, to, you know, God to do something with us and we've got these bodies and they're just breaking down. You know, read Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Solomon talks about how the, you know, the body, we start to lose the sight, the hearing, the joy of life. We start, you know, it's just breaking down. How many of you can relate to that? Uh, you, young, you youngsters go like, man, I feel great. It's no problem. Here. But he says, for in this hope, Paul says in Romans 8, we were saved in this hope that we have a future, that God is going to do something. He says, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. If you can see it already, then why do you have to hope for it? He says, who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. So we have this hope, but we have to be patient. We've got a rock-solid hope, and, and, and God is going to do some things, and, and God has got some incredible things planned and, and purposed for you and for me that belong to him, that we, those of us that we were saved in this hope. He did it by the Spirit, by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit that, that he has given to us. Romans chapter 5, he says here, he says there, And hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. This hope doesn't disappoint us. Again, the wishful thinking kind of hope, it, we, you may get really disappointed. I, I really, uh, you know, I hope she likes me. And then you find out she doesn't. You had this hope that, you know, that you were going to get like, a, this was going to be like a relationship, that we, I'm going to marry this girl. And then you find out not, oh man, that's not the kind of hope that we're talking about here. This hope that God is going to do incredible, incredible things. One commentator says it's the blessed assurance of our future. The blessed assurance of our future. And, and, and you and I, you know, we can't whip that up. We need the Holy Spirit to, to kind of work that out into our lives. But but despite what was going on in the World Council of Churches conference back in 1952, despite that, our hope is primarily in what God is yet to do. We, I know, and He provides for us even now, and He's doing things in our lives even now, but there's a lot of things that is yet to come. Again, that definition, the, this confident expectation of what God promised and its strength is in his faithfulness. This is what the hope is that we have. I'm going to read some scriptures because, because really, if you are feeling hopeless, and, and, and you have no hope whatsoever, and you are a believer, I can guarantee one thing is you are not opening up the word of God and getting into the scripture. I can guarantee you that. Why do I say that? Because I know it by personal experience. You know, how many days do you wake up and, and you feel feeling, you know, they, they talked about it in their testimonies. They say, well, I wasn't really feeling like, you know, going to serve at the festival. You know, hey, I don't feel like coming here every Sunday. I know, I know that may surprise you. I don't really feel like coming here. I, I don't feel like getting out of bed often. But, but when you open up the scripture and open up, you know, I've seen it thousands and thousands of times where I just didn't have any hope at all. And, and something that, that comes alive out of the word of God and God opens it, my mind, it's just like this, this weight is lifted. And I'm speaking for myself here. I'm not giving you some textbook, you know, definition here. God can give you the hope. So if you've got no hope, I would venture a a guess that you're you're not opening up the Bible. You're not asking for God to speak to you. You you don't even have one, maybe. We'll get you one. So I'm going to read a number of scriptures as we go on this, and I want you to to look for that word hope and, and see what it says. Titus chapter one says this, in the hope, of eternal life which, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. One of the greatest hopes that, we, that you and I have is eternal life. And that's not, I hope I live forever. No, I confidently expect that I have eternal life and that I am going to live forever and ever and ever, like it says in the, the end of Psalm 23. You know, dwell in the house of the Lord how long? Five minutes? Ten minutes? forever i'm going to dwell in the house of the lord with him forever you're not going to live in these bodies forever right now there's a sense and the scripture does teach us that we have eternal life right now but but it doesn't include it's not going to go forever ever in these bodies can you imagine can you imagine living forever in the body that you got right now now, some of you youngsters are going, well, yeah, that'd be cool. But most of the older ones are going, that would be hell. But but to know that, that he, and I, and I already quoted that scripture, he's, he's got the redemption of our bodies. He's got a new body for you and I to live. And, and it's, it's suited, 1 Corinthians 15 says, it's suited to live in heaven forever and ever. It's a body that isn't corruptible. It isn't breaking down like you know the ones that we have now currently how about peter that's paul talking about it what does peter say in first peter chapter 1 if you can read these letters blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope a living, confident expectation through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved, where? In heaven for you. Now, that, that, Peter, you know, this fisherman, this cohogger this guy had a way with words you you, you try to you know get all the meat out of that but but he's talking about something that you and i have a living hope and we've got an inheritance and it's reserved where it's reserved in heaven for you and i we have a place we have a living hope and our living hope is heaven an inheritance how many of you hope you get inheritance from one of your relatives i hope you know that's weird I'm glad none of you raised your hands, God, was going to say, you're weird. Well, I hope I get an inheritance. That means you hope they die so that you can get their stuff. But Jesus died, it says there, through his resurrection from the dead. And he died and paid the price for our sin so that you and I have an inheritance. We have an inheritance that, that is undefiled. It's, it's, you know, waiting for us there in heaven. That's part of our hope. Not, I hope I get to go to heaven and have an inheritance. But no, this is my expectation. I am going to heaven when I die. Or he comes for me. I have a place in heaven. That's why Jesus said it, right? John chapter 14. What did he say in John chapter 14? Who can tell me? I go to prepare a place for you. Exactly. He's got a place. He's preparing a place for you. So that where... I am, you can come and be there too with, with Him forever and ever and ever. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, are you getting the idea of this hope? Are you, are you getting the idea here? Mm-hmm. That if you belong to Him, if you're born again, like it says, this new birth, you've got a hope, you've got an expectation, you have got promises of God that He is faithful and He will fulfill. Fulfill. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, he said, Christ in you, what? Some of you know this. Christ in you, say it really loud. The hope of glory. glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you by the Holy Spirit. You see, these things all tie together here. But the hope of glory. Now, is that here? Glory. Glory. You know, well, we're Pentecostal glory, everybody. You know, but but is it really here? Is that glory? The glory is where? It's gonna be with him. That's we're gonna be blinded by the glory of God when we get there. It's gonna be so incredible. We talked about light uh, in first John chapter one. We're we're gonna be there and Christ in us, this and it it talks about the scripture says that the Holy Spirit in us, Christ in us, that's like a, a little down payment. Just a little bit, a little like a, a crumb that, that you get to see that, uh, uh, you know, of, of what is yet ahead for you and for me. That's all that is, you see. Paul said in Romans chapter 5, he says, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You see, again, we've, we've got to program our minds to think of this word hope so differently than what the way we've kind of grown up with it. We rejoice, we find joy in the hope, the confident expectation of the glory of God. I'm going to be with God in glory. How does that old hymn go? We don't sing a lot of hymns, I know that, but I've got a place in glory land. How's that go? Kelly, you want to sing a few bars for us? I'm serious. i There's something, about that. There's something even about that song, and I hadn't planned on uh, you know, him singing. Thanks, Kelly. Um, have an extra coffee or something, a cookie on us. <laughs> but, but that is the kind of song that, that people would sing that, that, that put that hope inside of you, you see. It, it had the, the, the truth of that. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I've got a place. This is my hope. This is my expectation. This is what God has promised to you and to me as as believers. John Corson said this. uh, He's a pastor in in Oregon. He said, hope is the absolute expectation of coming good. The absolute expectation of coming good. I, 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 I am expecting this. And he said this too. And this is interesting, he said, throughout the scripture, hope is most often referred to in conjunction with the coming of Jesus Christ. Isn't that what Paul said in, in Titus chapter 2? He said that, that we wait for what? We look for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. This hope is, is, is a blessed hope. It's an expectation. Not, not, I wish that Jesus would come back, and maybe he will someday, maybe he won't, I don't know. And that, I think that's kind of what they were debating in, in, way back then in 1952. But this is part of the hope that you and I have, that we don't talk about enough. And, and, and back then they said, you know, some of our younger churches, you know, they're so focused on that. And, and I bet those are the churches that had some joy in their lives and peace in their lives. And the other ones that, that didn't, you know, what did they have to look forward to? What, what were they hoping for? This is a blessed hope, the glorious appearing of, of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Another one is found in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, what, what, the, what we call the rapture, where it talks about this, listen carefully. Please listen carefully because I'm going to read it to you. And it's a couple of verses. He says this, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or those who die who are believers, or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. I don't want you to be like all the rest of the world who have no hope. He says, because you and I, we've got hope. He goes on to say, he he says, We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him, those who have died before us. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have died or fallen asleep. For the Lord... Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. This is where the, the rapture is spoken about most directly in this verse. And he, he ends that passage with this. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Encourage one another that, that we have hope. And one of the things that we're looking for now, we look to the skies, look up for your redemption. Draws night that, that the, the rapture of the church is imminent. The stuff that's going on in the world today, we, we should be waking up and saying that there's, it, this is close. Pastor Chuck said, you know, it, you know, he wanted to see it in his lifetime. He did not see it in his lifetime. But, but I'm beginning to think, you know what, I think it's in our lifetime right now. So you and I, we've got a hope. I have this hope. I have this expectation of what God is going to do. Jesus is going to come back for us. Jesus has a place prepared for us. We're going to live with him in glory land forever and ever and ever. Hebrews chapter 6, where we, is kind of the theme verse for our festival of hope. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It says there that it enters the sanctuary, the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, into the holy of holies. This hope that you and I have, this is what can keep us anchored. It's an anchor for the, for the soul, firm and secure, and it, it, it enters right into the very holy of holies. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Again, if, we, you know, if we're feeling hopeless, if we're feeling like you know, we're drifting and un, you know, unsettled, I think we need to get back to our faith and our, and our trust in, in God that he is the God of hope. That He would fill us with with that joy and with that peace as we trust in Him. But we got to trust in Him. We got to go to Him and trust. God, You are the God of hope. Maybe we're like that guy who says, you know, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe in You. I'm trusting You. But, but again, it, it 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 goes back to the Scripture. There's another one, and I didn't I didn't uh, have it written down, but it says that through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. You know, we, we, we talk about this a lot, but, you know, and I say it over and over, you know, that you need to get into the word. You need to get into the scriptures. You need to have your own time where you open up God's word. That's not to say, you know, I hear God speak in a lot of different ways, you know, from, from listening to it on the radio to little things that pop up on my, my tablet, you know, where the you know, verse of the day is here. And I have, I have uh, uh, you know, devotional books and, and many times, you know, the scripture that's there in the devotional book for that day is, is just, you know, what I need to hear. And those are all good, but you know what? What about... What about finding it for yourself? That's even more exciting than someone finding it for you. You find it for yourself. Get into the word. We, we had our concert the other night and, and what a blessing that was. Uh, I know some of you weren't able to come, but what a blessing it was. And, and one of the things he said, uh, 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 Mark said, you know, was, you know, Get into the Word. Open the Bible, he said, because that's that's your that's like our food, and that's going to give us the strength and the hope that we need. We, uh, what time is it? I got to check this out. Oh man, wow. I'm sorry for keeping you late, but we got hope. And, and uh, I know that they needed a little more time back there to do their kids' lesson anyways. So we're going we're gonna to have a, a song and finish. But uh, we, you know, we have a new gateway that, that Alex built and, and Justin and some of the other folks put together. And, and Travis helped out with a, some of the stone. But we're going to put letters up there. On one side it's going to say Calvary Chapel. I'm speaking in faith here because we haven't done it yet, but, but we're working on it. But the other side, we're going to say, go forth in hope, because that's what we have as part of our, uh, our slides, at the end of our slides. Go forth in hope. But I want, I want it to be that we go forth in Bible hope, God kind of hope, that we are going to be in heaven and glory land, that we have an eternal life that God has purchased for us through the death of his son, resurrection that you and I have have hope that's gonna go on forever and ever and ever let's all stand together worship team come on up and and uh, let's stand together and and uh, I'm gonna pray while they're getting into their places father in heaven we thank you for the hope that we have this hope that uh, is not like the world gives like Jesus said, the peace that he gives is not like the the peace that the, the world cannot give. The hope that we have is not is not anything like the, the hope that the world, ha- you know, says, well, you know, when this happens or when that happens, then, you know, it's all going to be better. It's all going to be good. No, it's not. But the hope that we have is the hope of heaven, the hope of eternal life, the hope of glory, the hope of... Of seeing uh, you face to face forever and ever and ever, Father, I pray that that would be the true hope, the the trope that the hope that uh, that that we would go out of this place, we would go forth of, with that hope and in that hope, and, and that we would be able to share with others, and they'd say, "Wow, what, what's you know, what's different about you?" And and we would be able to tell people it's because we have hope. And not wishful thinking, but expectation of what God is going to do because of what God has already done at the cross of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're wandering, maybe you're lost, maybe you don't have any hope today. You can find it and it's found at the cross as you trust in him, as you open your heart and life to him and say, Jesus, please come in, please I surrender my life to you today. I, I give you my heart today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing.